Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Pocketbook for Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah! Another Jaeger bomb. <laughs> Roadies beating the back after. <laughs> on to the next stop on the tour. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Next stop on the guest tour on the Goodyear Hotline is Chris Canty. He knows a little finger two about winning Super Bowls. C. Little finger two about playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Am I allowed so to call him CC? Is he the original CC or because they're still doing nicknames, right? Right. Well, next month, if it's CC Sabathia talking to CC on DCR, it could, your head <laughs> might just explode. But Chris obviously is a Super Bowl champion. He knows what it's like to play for the Cowboys. And now you're in a situation where it's the perfect meld because who better to talk about those two things than Chris. And by the way, DCR airs every weekday morning on our New York affiliate 98.7 from 5 to 8 a.m. Eastern time going right into Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin and Jay appears every Monday at 5.30 a.m. Eastern weekly and Key his first appearance is going to be Friday and that'll be every Friday moving forward at 5.30 a.m. Eastern as well. Great to be linked to be with DCR and KJZ but Key saying it's TBD. No it's not Key. You got it. it is not it's, TBD. That time slot is locked in Key. That is indeed Locked in. By the way, the last time we talked about the Cowboys and the Super Bowl, the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, Dak Prescott was two and a half years old. So now Jeez. it is. Just, well, yeah. At least he was alive. Yeah, he was no, alive. I mean, Early just, 1996. Man, that, sound, that sounds long, right? Early 96. Yeah. Dak was born ah. in the summer of 93. Mm. Chris is in. All right, Chris. Good so morning. Young. What's your reaction to the biggest news in the NFL this morning? That's a whole lot of money for Dak Prescott. I don't know that anybody's waking up to having a better day than Dak is mm. this morning. I mean, this was a deal that if it was going to get done, it was going to be more of what Dak wanted, and Jerry Jones finally decided he was going to give, and Dak ends up getting a deal that he wants to the tune of $126 million in the first three years of the deal and $75 million in year one. So, I mean, if you're trying to figure out who won this deal – I don't think you have to think long about it. It's Dak Prescott. What will it take, uh, Chris, for the Cowboys to get back to the Super Bowl now that Dak is wrapped up? Well, I, I think the, get them getting the deal done and lowering Dak's cap number from that $37 million on the franchise tag to around $22 million is going to help them. Gives them some cap relief. They can go out and be bargain shoppers in free agency to to add to their roster. They still got to fortify the interior of that defensive line. They still got to address their secondary, particularly their cornerback position. And then you'd like to see them try to make a move with the interior of that offensive line. But, I mean, there are a lot of pieces in place for the Cowboys to cook this year. And when you look at the landscape of the NFC East, there's no way that sitting here today you couldn't consider them as the favorite. So if you're talking about a team that's going to be a championship contender – you first got to start with them being able to get into the t- the tournament. And I feel like the Cowboys today with locking up Dak Prescott, I mean, they're in the driver's seat for trying to compete for the NFC East title. All right, CC. I mean, we, we say that every year about the Cowboys. I'm just saying, can we, can we transition very quickly to my Giants? Where do you have Daniel Jones ranking as far as it relates to NFC East quarterbacks? I mean, right now you'd, you'd have to say he's second, right? Right behind Dak Prescott. I mean, you, I, mean I, don't, I don't know that – Taylor Heineke is going to be the starting quarterback week one for the Washington football team. And Jalen Hurts has such a small sample size. I don't know that how, how you could give him the nod over Daniel Jones. But that being said, there's a huge question mark for Daniel Jones coming into this season. It's his third year, and Key knows Bill Parcells used to always say, I'll give a player three years to show me what he can do, and then after that I'm going to make a determination. This is a huge year 
coming up for Daniel Jones. He's going to have to prove that he's more like the quarterback we saw in the second half of last year, cutting down on the turnovers, than the guy that we've seen in the first 16 or so odd games of his pro career. So I just think that Daniel Jones has got a lot of show and prove, but he's going to have to make some huge strides, and that Giants offense is going to have to be a lot better for the organization to have any conviction about him being their quarterback moving forward. Okay, uh, give it to me. What's the best-case scenario for the Giants next year? I mean, the best-case scenario is that they win the division, right, Jay? I I mean, I I don't necessarily think that they're going to be the favorites coming into 2021 to win the NFC East, but you're talking about a team that was in it until the end last year. I mean, week 17, they needed a win, and then they had to depend on um, Philadelphia to be able to upset Washington in order to get into the tournament. But that could have happened. So, I mean, I don't think that you lower your expectations coming into 2021. If anything else, you build on year one of Joe Judge. So, to me, the Giants, you know, definitively taking that next step and getting back to the postseason, I think it's it's a possibility. There's a lot of work to be done between now and then, but – I, I would say that would have to be the goal. Chris Canty, uh, a co-host of DRC. Did I say it right? A DCR? No, DCR. 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 I know it's a lot of letters between yeah, KJZ and DCR. DRC, DCR. I mean, you know, I can go all Dave, over the Rick place Chris, with that. It don't matter. Dave, Rick, and Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'll take Dave, that. Rick, and Chris, you're going to take that. Yeah. Joining us here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. See, I got that one right. Um, what's the worst-case scenario for the New York Giants? I mean, the worst-case scenario is you find out that the guy that you invested the sixth overall pick in uh, three years ago is not your future franchise quarterback. Mm. I mean, that's, that's when it becomes disastrous to have to, to rebuild and try to find a, a, a franchise quarterback in year three of Joe Judge. That's not the situation that the Giants want to be in. I mean, if you, if you miss on Daniel Jones, you're probably talking about also trying to find another general manager along with the quarterback because Dave Gettleman's probably out. So I think that would be worst-case scenario if Daniel Jones continues to turn a football over, if he doesn't show that he's your guy and you've got to be forced to find another quarterback. I think that's, that's the scenario that nobody that's a fan of Big Blue wants to see happen. Chris, this is like the Dak Prescott thing, right, with the, with the Sam Donald. Like, when is this going to happen? What's going on? What are the long-term plans for Sam Darnold? What, like, where are we at with this now? Well, I mean, I, I don't know, Key. I mean, you're getting mixed reports out of Florham Park. You know, the Jets haven't made up their mind about what they want to do with Sam. They're going to listen to all offers. Um, but to me, if you're going to listen to offers on your quarterback, that means you don't have a quarterback. Like, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I believe that if you have conviction about the guy that's under center, then you're not going to entertain trading him. Um, so I, I just, from that perspective, I think the Jets are probably going to go down the road of drafting a quarterback with the second overall pick. I mean, in a, in a draft where you're talking about four quarterbacks potentially going in the top ten, I mean, if you can have any one of those guys not named Trevor Lawrence, I think you have to strongly consider it. Um, so I, I think that's, that's the situation that the Jets are looking at. But based on the first three years of Sam as a quarterback in the NFL, I don't know how Joe Douglas could potentially pass on taking a quarterback at two. Chris Canty is joining us this morning <clears throat> on the Goodyear Hotline. As always, I got water. five Come bottles on, of water in front together, of me. Let's get Come through on. it. Very Come emotional on. moment here. Very emotional <laughs> moment on the show. So the color collage goes from big blue to gang green for the Jets, as the tabloids call them. Chris, I want you to hang on a second <clears throat> if I don't die before we get to this next caller. <clears throat> Jeez. Eddie in New York, you got something. Chris just talked about Sam Darnold. What do you got on Darnold? And we'll see what the fellas, including Chris, have to say about it. 
Hey, good morning, Eddie. Eddie, you there? Okay, much uh, like his voice, he apparently is dead. So my voice is dead and he's dead. <laughs> Steven in Texas will get to you here in just a second. You know what? You know what, Steven in Texas? Go here. Chris is a veteran of the Giants and the Cowboys, and that's where you want to go. Go ahead, Steven. Hey, what's up, guys? What's that? Hey, what's man. Up? Um, so I heard y'all talking about uh, the Giants this morning and, um, you know, about the quarterback situation. I, I think my personal opinion what they should do with the 11th overall pick is go help the quarterback out with Jalen Waddle. What do y'all think about that? Well, well, here's the thing. I think a lot of what the Giants plan at receiver will be this offseason is going to depend on what happens today with Allen Robinson in Chicago or Kenny mm-hmm. Galladay in Detroit. But I, I would try to prioritize the receiver position in free agency. Not to say that you can't get a receiver in the draft that can contribute immediately, but I have more confidence in a proven commodity and a veteran player. And I think that's important because that guy is going to help you determine whether or not you got a quarterback. Similar to what the Dallas Cowboys did when they traded for Amari Cooper to try to get answers on Dak Prescott, I think that has to be the mentality for Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge coming into this season. Because, again, this is year three for Daniel Jones. He needs to show and prove that he's a franchise quarterback. He has to have a bona fide number one wide receiver in order to help him do that. And and, and Chris is exactly right. It's very difficult. I know you've seen guys come into the league and have splashes as rookies at receivers, and you go, oh, my God, oh, my God. But that doesn't happen too often. It's, it's It's a hard position to make a splash at Chris, as I would know. It's just hard to do it takes time because you got to understand the defenses the route combinations and all the little intricate parts of playing the position and it's also a dependent position right yes depending who's throwing you the foot and who's calling the plays right and who's blocking up front and who's opposite of you at the other receiver position eddie in new york is back eddie unlike me go full-throated what do you got here for chris canty and the crew on sam darnold so I'm alive from the grave, guys. You know, oh, he's back. On- <laughs> he's resurrected. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Good to hear you. Uh, on 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 Sam. Say the Jets jump the gun right now and offer him a contract right now for five years. What do you think that that value would be? What would you offer him? I, what I, I would I offer him, Sam Darnold. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, do it. that. Especially when you have the fifth year option available to exactly. you. Exactly. I mean, so if you're the Jets and you want to try to see what Sam has left or you feel like, you know, you can put the pieces around him and he can still be a successful NFL quarterback with your franchise, then, yeah, you just stay with Sam. You use the draft capital that you have and you try to build out the rest of your roster. The Jets are in a, in a spot where, you know, they can just throw darts at a dartboard because they need everything. I mean, there aren't too many places on this roster where you would look at it and say the Jets are set. So they need a lot of help. So if they did decide to stay with Sam, I think they would have a lot of, opportunities, a lot of different avenues in order to to put the proper support around Sam. But, I mean, we still got to come back to the question of whether or not we think Sam can do the job. And just based on the tape that you have the last three years, I don't know what you would see that would give you any type of belief that Sam definitively is your guy. I don't know, CC. He has a quizzical look on his face no, right I, now. No, I, I, the reason I look like that is because I'm trying to source through numbers in my head of – picking up the fifth-year option, which is fully guaranteed, mm-hmm. the franchise tag the year after, the franchise tag the year after. So I'm just trying to uh, try to put it together. Weigh that against the fact how that do you, five-year deal. 
you know, because what I would offer him on a long-term deal, he's not going to accept. It's, it would be insulting. But at the same time, if I decide to pick up the fifth-year option and, and then I miss on that, now I'm back to square one trying to find a quarterback post-2022 season. So it's kind of like I just I don't know what to do. And I think that's where the Jets are. And, Chris, how about this? Shane in Oregon's on ESPN Radio. He called us up and demanded, quote, I want to talk to Canty. <laughs> All right, Shane, talk to him. This ain't his show. Hey, good morning from the West Coast, guys. Um, Canty, I just had a quick question. What do you think about the release of Dunlap and coming to the Cowboys now? Do you think he'd be a good fit there? I think it's curious, but here's the thing. I don't know that the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to afford to add to their, their defensive ends um, on their roster. I mean, they, they've got a lot of needs that they have on the defensive side of the ball, and defensive end really isn't one of them. I think they like what they have in Tank Lawrence and, and Randy Gregory, and hopefully they can bring back Alden Smith on the cheap. But I think defensive end is a place where the Cowboys are, are pretty solid at. they got to address defensive tackle, and they got to address cornerback. So we'll have to see what happens now. That being said, there are going to be a lot of veteran players that are going to sign deals on the cheap one-year situations, try to set themselves up to get back to free agency in a better situation with a better salary cap in 2022. So maybe you can get a veteran guy on on the low that can be a contributor, but um, I, I just don't see Carlos Dunlap as a guy that's going to come to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and I think Carlos Dunlap will go back to Seattle. This move was made basically to free up some salary cap space. You know how they do that, Chris. Cut you, let you go test the market, kind of knowing that you're not going to get the numbers that you think you're going to get, and then they sign you back, and I think he's open to that. And, Chris, I'll tell you, Key, we'll see you Friday morning, bright and early, 5.30 a.m. Eastern on Hmm. DCR. Oh, yeah. The K of KJZ and the Alphabet Soup rolls on. Every Monday with Jay, 5.30 a.m. Eastern, end the week with Key on DCR. Hey, man, Congratulations. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. I'm uh, excited, dude. You, you, I'm excited. You, wait, I wait. Got, I know you got some advice for me. You know, wait, I got wait, I, I got, got you handled if you need me. what I told you. <laughs> oh, you know? no, no, no. <laughs> wait, Cece, I got to ask you a question. You put on sunblock before you go outside, man? Oh, here we go. Really? That's what we're going to do, Jay? I'm just asking you. It, it's, a, it's a spirited conversation in the studio right now. No, Jay, I don't. You, so when you go to the beach, no SPF? No. Okay. All right. All no. right. Just asking. Just asking. I know what you're doing, Jay. No, it's so, I know, well, I know so, what you're doing right I'm now. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I don't even know why you want to take it there. I know what you're doing. I, you're not slick, Jay Williams. No, I'm not trying to be slick, Cece. This is where his fiance is going to come in and yes. say, Chris, common sense here. We want to be married forever. You need to put on some SP. I'm just telling you, Chris is not putting on sunblock. He's not wearing sunblock. <laughs> he w- I mean, never mind. I'll leave it. Let it go, JJ. You see, I stopped myself, CC. I stopped myself. We can go a lot of places with the conversation. I can, if if Jay would have asked me prior to that if Chris wore sunblock mm-hmm. when he go, I could have told Jay absolutely not. There's certain people I know based on their personalities who puts it on, who doesn't. We wasn't putting on sunblock when we was going out there for Bill Parcells two days, Key. Not at all. That, that wasn't <laughs> well, what we was thinking about. I know, see, see, see. Well, I, I haven't put on sunblock my whole life, but since I got married, my wife's like, "What are you doing? You Think long term." And plus, now I have to do it to my daughter every time. Not every time she goes outside, but like when we go to the beach. You know yeah, what I mean? Outside for a long so of I time. found myself doing it because of that, not because I, I never did it as a kid. I never thought twice about it. 
We'll see you Friday. Catchy ain't got nothing to say. All right, because CC ain't married. Well, he going to find out. He going to find out. Okay. All right. I'm going to call you in about six months from now. You're going to tell us differently. There's a lot of things that you'd be surprised, though, Zubin. There's a lot of things. Such as? Now you have to think about it. No, 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 no. Go for it. This is one of our highest rated segments. So just if you're going to do it, do it now. Canty, is bold. he still with us? Oh, he's gone. Thank Y'all you. are making it real awkward and real. <laughs> no, this is great, Canty. This is our show. This. Let me ask you this, Chris. Uh-oh. What's up? When you throw a party, do you have, out of these three, at your party, you're going to eliminate one? <laughs> Doritos. Okay. Plain pretzels. Oh, no. Or Cheetos. Which uh, one has to go? <laughs> I hate you for this key, but you know the pretzels got to go. The pretzels. That's not even the quick pretzels got to go. I'm just saying. Key, but the pretzels got to go. There's some people that would argue with you we, that the pretzels is a must. And, That's and, all and I'm and asking and you. And those would be the same people that think Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich is better than Popeye's chicken sandwich. I, I'm just, hey, man. Completely different. Hey, their sponsors, calm down. Same Are we talking nacho or Cool Ranch? I, I need to know. Oh. We're talking nacho. Nah. Got to oh, cool nah, ranch. You, you're going cool with the bland ranch. pretzel, nah, Evan? No, nah, I got to have Cool Ranch. So if you can't have Cool Ranch, you're keeping the pretzels. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You can't do that. Bottom line is Cheetos got to stay. Cheetos cannot be eliminated from the discussion. No, Cheetos is not. But if I Flamin ask hot. Canty, if Flamin I hot. ask Canty this question, okay. if the pretzels were milk chocolate or Salt. yogurt flavored, okay. are they on the table? Yogurt flavor? I've never had the yogurt flavor. It's the white, white chocolate. Oh, 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 oh the, the white, white ones? Okay. Uh, I mean, I, maybe it's a consideration, but I wouldn't have them on the table over the other two. No, you don't. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. if they were there, it would be okay. You would it, you would walk by and probably eat one of those. You know what? If they were there, it would be okay because that means that my girlfriend, well, now my fiance got them, and I probably wouldn't argue against them being there. But I ain't buying them. CC, one more for you. Is this a cookout or a barbecue? Depends on what you're having there. Depends on what you're having, Jay. Well, well you tell like me. A cook, like a cookout is just burgers and dogs. A barbecue, I mean, then you talk about ribs being on there, maybe some you steaks. You can't That's do you can't do I the say. ribs and the steaks at a cookout? No, well, because a cookout, is a, a cookout a is a grill. Why are being so specific towards because the category of cookout? Come on, you crazy. It's a gas come on, grill. A little bit lower when it comes come to on, a man. cookout. Uh, man, come on, that's CC. a gas grill. Everybody on the East Coast, we have cookout. I don't hear Well, see, no, hold on, Key. Key, key I got to stop you right there. Why? Now, when, nah, with the gas grill, I don't do that. I don't trust it, people it, that have barbecues or cookouts with gas That's what I'm saying. It's got to be the charcoal, man. It's got to be the charcoal, but... Yeah. But... When you when I call a cookout a gas grill, a barbecue, charcoal. See, they're all charcoal to me. Yeah, they all charcoal to me, yeah, Keith. No, like, I, I, I don't listen, I don't trust people that have cookouts have with you? gas. <laughs> they they right there with people that don't like bacon hey, look. and dudes that wear black Air Force Ones. I just don't trust them. No, black, I don't black trust Air Force Ones. Who wears black Air Force Ones? Exactly, Jay. That's the point. Who does I, I wear can't. black Air Force so Ones? So before I let that. you go, before I let you go, I want to ask you this question. <laughs> Have you ever been to a barbecue where the homies just take out the meat and throw it on the grill and put salt and pepper on it and think that it's cool? No, no I ain't never been in one okay. of them. No. No. Oh, I'm just making sure. Because nah. we nah. see some commercials every now and then promoting barbecues, and they do that. I'm like, nah, man. Uh-uh. Nah, where they do that at, Key? Because I, I ain't seen that one. <laughs>
Let's just say this conversation got as twisted as a pretzel. And leave it at that. Chris, All right, man. See you Friday. Chris, thanks, man. Oh, All right, have see, a good see. one. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. After three years, Dak waited. And it paid off because he finally got paid. So who's next to see that bank account swell? We'll run down all the contenders. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN. Hey, Aaron. There's been no bigger breaking moves this NFL offseason than the Cowboys' record contract with Dak Prescott. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Interesting comment there from Werder that caught your attention there, Key, right? He said only the second quarterback to get a second contract? That's what he said, yeah. Since Jerry bought the team. That's Ed Werder who's been around the team. So. What about Troy and Romo? Did one of them, did there Troy must not? be a distinction there, obviously. Yeah, right? I mean, I wonder what he means by that. Because I was like, wait a minute, what about, what about uh, Romo or Troy? Right. They've had some journeymen, but they've had some great ones too. Yeah, I mean, geez, I can run off a list if you really – this wasn't a tee up or anything like that, but I just got a list right here. Just but I'll take it as an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it as an opportunity. And and so when you think about it, since Troy Aikman, they've had quarterbacks like Brandon Wheaton, Quincy Carter, Anthony Wright, Ryan Leaf, um, Brad Johnson, Drew Bledsoe, Chad Hutchinson, Vinny Testaverde, Drew Hinton, Matt Castle, Kellen Moore, Kyle Orton, just to name a few. That's that's like. Just to name a few, then they had like a Romo, right? And then after Romo, whatever, you you got Andy Dalton there, starter because of injury. But that Prescott, and I'm talking about between Troy and there was Troy and then nothing. <laughs> and then Romo and then nothing. And then they hit on Dak. And now they got him for the next four years tied up, locked, 
sealed and delivered. Indeed. America's team, in the way Key says it, was an all-or-nothing proposition. But now that Dak is in the fold, they are all in to try to get that first Super Bowl in more than a quarter century. That's our question this morning. In the next four years, what's more likely to happen since Dak's deal is at the four-year mark he wanted? Cowboys finally win that elusive Super Bowl or Dak leaves the team? Hit us up, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, Key J and Z on Twitter. We will try to get to some of your responses throughout the morning. So Key just listed off some. I mean, a bunch of journeymen, <laughs> vagabond quarterbacks. Not exactly the most memorable names that have ever stood under center in the National Football League. But from those guys that weren't super impressive to these names that are, we're essentially asking, look, Dak got paid. It finally happened. So, as Key said, it's this guy's time. Whoever is next gets the next most amount of money. Question is, who is next? Could be long-term extension. Could be a fifth-year extension. Guys, I'm just going to throw out some names and just add one and make your case. Rodgers, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, if he balls out, um, Matthew Stafford. I mean, who is next here short and long term? I would go A.A. Ron. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you, you've been saying this for a while, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be next up. But but outside of Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers will be next, right? Okay. So just because yes. yeah, you check him off. And the reason Aaron Rodgers will be next is – He's got some higher salary cap numbers, no more guaranteed money, and he's underpaid. Thirty-three point so, five million. And it sounds like he's underpaid. Right? The same, I mean, same, same number as Jared Goff. But it sounds <laughs> it's like crazy. It sounds it's like crazy. He's underpaid. Yes. And you want to keep him for the next five years as your quarterback. So what you do to Aaron Rodgers, and what I would do if I was Green Bay, is I go to Aaron Rodgers between now and the start of the season and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a three-year, $150 million guaranteed extension, and we're going, to give you a, we're going to give you $100 million up front. And that's the way we're going to do this deal, and we want you here for the next five years as our starting quarterback. And that's, it's nothing else to talk about. And I'm giving Green Bay's money away. But Aaron Rodgers is a $50 million quarterback. Agreed. I don't care that he hadn't won a Super Bowl in the last, since he won the first one. I can care less. It's his turn. He's a $50 million guy. And then from there, Lamar Jackson. You look at Lamar, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I may have to, depending on what happens this year, you Russell sign, Wilson. You sign Baker Mayfield to an extension. You, you really, might, you're really that adamant able, about it? Because I, I, I always, I, I'm not. I may be. I may look at it. Doesn't mean I have, have to. to. Okay. Doesn't mean I have to do any of the dudes. But you, you economically. I think Lamar and Josh. Yes economically doesn't mean just because I signed Baker Mayfield to an extension doesn't have to Baker Mayfield won't be at that $45 million number. I could present him with something different. I could present him with a lesser number. I could put him in the line with Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. And I'm not see putting if he bites. Him, Yeah, I don't I could just see what it is. I mean, you know, because a lot of people around the league don't feel a way don't feel about Baker Mayfield the way we might feel about him as a team. So he needs to know that. If you try to play cutesy-cutesy and you get out into that marketplace two years from now, it might be different Mm -hmm. for you. So you got to be careful about that. Russell Wilson, I take a look at him, extending him after this season because he's good for another five years. So I might want to see what his numbers are. Um, if I'm Seattle or whatever team, if he's traded to, who else is there? Next year, it'll be Kyler Murray. This is a big year for Kyler Murray, big year for Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Josh Allen, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. You got to look at that deal. Maybe that deal 
maybe Buffalo learned something from the Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott kind of conversation where now if you wait, that number goes up significantly based on the television money that will kick in. So it's all those guys, but Aaron Rodgers is the one guy that will probably be the first $50 million quarterback. Russell Wilson's at $35 million a year right now, which is still feels like he's underpaid too, considering he was an MVP candidate at the beginning of the year. His deal is so relatively new, though, I think. I think it's so fresh you need one more year to address it. You get one more year, and then you can kind of – Russ is like, look, we can worry about the contract later. Just give me a damn old line. Yeah. Yeah, you do that too. And we'll wait to see what happens because obviously, again, not that he's going to be traded, but one of those four options was Dallas that his agent Mark Rogers told Adam Schefter. Obviously, that option is off the table. It would never was on the table, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> technically, technically, right? Yeah, uh, it's, all, it's, it's off the table. Now you're down to Chicago. Well, Chicago uh, will need a third party, the Raiders and New Orleans. Raiders, New Orleans, and I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see New where New Orleans is going to do it. I don't think they have the capital, the value, the, you know, to give for Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think I think the Raiders are happy. General Manager Mike Mayock said about a week ago, Carr's their guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that essentially is off the table. And Does I Chicago think he, work out a deal with the Jets? You have a three-way trade. Should they work out a deal with the Jets? I mean, man, I'm, if I'm Russell Wilson, why would I want to go to Chicago though? Well, look, I, I know obviously you have some you have some thoroughbreds in Seattle, but Chicago's an incredible city. It's a city which there's desperate need, right? So yes. when there's desperate need, I have a chance to maybe mold, like almost wet clay. I can mold this organization the way I want it. So if I'm having issues with Pete Carroll, he's not letting me do things the way I want to do it. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are in a position where they will allow Russell to do that. He can own that city and own that franchise. You will, so, so you want me to leave? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I want it to leave. I'm just no. If, I'm saying, if, if, there, if, there's a, if there's a position of power that you would want, if Russell wants that, that's an option that he wants to flirt with. Chicago will probably be the one city where he'll be able to have that kind of control and power. Now, I'm Russell Wilson, though. Okay. <laughs> so, you want me to leave Tyler Lockett. I understand D- the weapons. I know. That's why I said the weapons. I prefaced it with saying the weapons. And I signed off on Shane, the new offensive coordinator that came over from the Rams, because we got rid of Brian Schottenheimer. And I signed off on him to be my OC. So, I'm going to leave Seattle or – Russell's going to leave Seattle, DK, Lockett. We're going to leave that to go to Matt Nagy Look, and nothing to throw to. If Because Allen Robinson is most likely going to hit the free agent market. If it comes to a head with Pete Carroll, put your money where your mouth is. So from a yeah, Seattle. I ain't doing that. I'm sorry. Well, what other options would you I, have? I'm going to stay in Seattle. They, they, I'll complain. I hear you say, I'm just saying. I a complained beat. about what we were doing from an offensive standpoint. We fired Schottenheimer. I signed off and met with the new offensive coordinator. I signed off on it that you gave me an opportunity to uh, be involved. So I'm involved in that. Now I'm going to leave. I, but here's my thing. If, you're, if your plan was to work it out, like why even allow your agent, which it's not coming from the agent, it's coming from Russell Wilson, and he's been dead quiet about this whole thing. Why even give the four options? Like, why, why do that? Like, say, I'm not happy here right now. You know, I don't have to give four specified options with where I might want to be. I'm just not happy with where we're at. I, can, I would have handled that so differently if I wasn't willing to put my money where my mouth was with the options that are out there. Yeah, I think sometimes, though, people say things and do things to be heard and not necessarily really want what could potentially happen. 
He just wants to be heard. He just wants to be heard. And he's being heard. Okay. It sounds great. Going to the Jets sounds great until you get there, right? And putting New York, saying you know, it's great, all this. I had a great time no, with the Jets. Currently. Oh, currently. currently. Right? I mean, it just it sounds great. Biggest stage, all that stuff. We'll it see. just depends, though, man. It's a different uh, – it's different when you think about it. You, you, you got a new head coach in, in Robert Sala. You have a new offensive coordinator in Mike LaFleur, a, a new general manager in Joe Douglas. It just feels like the Jets are headed in the right direction. Some momentum. There, there is no retread, so to speak, microwaving the general managers, listening to all these old head general managers and personnel people saying, you should hire this guy, you should hire this. That's not what's going on. That's what went on in the past with the Jets. They rely too heavily on the old guard in the National Football League, and they got it wrong most of the time. Where this time around, I don't feel like that they're relying on that. We'll see. We'll see. Got to win the offseason. When you win two during the regular season, it's all you have to look forward to. Key's going to get up. Tell Greeny I'll pick up his dry cleaning right when the show's over. On the way, we'll ask the person who told Mark Rogers about those four teams down to three. On Russ, after Jay is this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner, safety partner can help keep your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Hey, it's Greeny. Dallas and Dak have a deal. How do they get it done? And what does it mean for the Cowboys and the rest of the league? We're talking about it Tuesday. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He will. I don't play the game for money. Never once in my life I've ever touched a football and thought about an individual bank accounts or what was to come. I play the game uh, because of my love, my passion. I control what I control, and the rest, I don't give it too much worry. I don't give it too much thought. Back this Jerry Jones and your Dallas Cowboys. From a little boy, I've always imagined being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and I've been blessed to, to, to be that and never imagined wearing, wearing anything else. Number four in the fold for four more 
years, but this is no election. <laughs> Although he might be the most popular guy in Texas today, Dak Prescott. Let's bring in the guy that broke the story and set it off, and it's been the conversation in the NFL from the very moment that Adam Schefter reported it. The NFL's best insider joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, Adam, kind of take us through the details about how this finally all came together. Well, Zubin, what happened was Chris Mortensen, to his credit, was told last week that this deal was likely to get done in the next three or four days. Now, we were met with firm denials all along the way with people who were not exactly forthcoming, but there was a sense that something was clearly going on over the weekend when talks escalated. And they escalated because, frankly, both sides knew what was at stake, especially the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys could not have Dak Prescott on another franchise tag for $37.7 million this year in a year where the cap goes down. And they could not have him on a second franchise tag when he would have the possibility of walking out the door after next season and the Dallas Cowboys not having a quarterback. And with their backs to the wall, the Cowboys obviously stepped up negotiations over the weekend and they spent all day yesterday hammering out a deal that essentially ties Dak Prescott to Dallas for the next four years. Now, it's a six-year deal. It voids to four. Four is really the only number that matters here. But Dak Prescott cannot be traded during the time of this deal, and he can't be tagged again, which means he will be a free agent again at the age of 31 when the new TV money kicks in. So Dak Prescott hit a home run here, and it may pale in comparison Mm. to what's ahead for him when you consider that five years ago, Peyton Manning wrapped up a career with the Denver Broncos that paid him $77 million, and Dak Prescott, five years later, gets $160 million, which, oh, by the way, is four more million dollars than Jerry Jones paid for the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise in 1989. (laughs) Dallas had to have the deal. It keeps its quarterback for the next four years. It frees up $15.5 million against the cap this year, and Dak Prescott gets, obviously, one of the richest deals in NFL history. Shefty, did Dak Prescott come down at all from the money he was looking for because people were saying he wanted Patrick Mahomes' money, or did did Dallas give him everything he wanted? Jay, the money is not the issue here. When you look at what Dak got in the end, he got $126 million in guaranteed money. That's the single largest guarantee ever. He got $66 million signing bonus, the single largest signing bonus ever. So the money was not an issue. Dak had them, and he knew he had them. He had leverage, and he used his leverage in this particular case. The disagreement all along, I think, going back to last year, was over years. Dak Prescott wanted a four-year deal last year. The Cowboys wanted a five-year deal. So really, in the end, what happens is it's a compromise. Dak does get the four-year deal, but he does it after he played for one year, and the Dallas Cowboys get him for the five years that they wanted. So each side can claim a little bit of a victory there, and each side gets a little bit of what it wants here, but it's a big deal for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think everybody was surprised at how much Dak got in the end. Okay, so you secure your franchise QB. What's next on the priority list for the Cowboys? Well, they still are over the cap, so they still have to clear out space. But again, the idea that you can get the deal done with Dak and save $15.5 million allows you to keep more players than you would have had to been able to do otherwise if he was on the 37-7. So I'm sure there'll be restructuring contracts. There may be some transactions. Every team is obviously waiting to hear exactly what the salary cap number is going to be. There are discussions ongoing about that, and that also will help dictate what teams like Dallas and every team across the league is going to do because teams don't have still 
an exact number of what the cap is going to be. And the league year is scheduled to open one week from tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Again, the league said, I think last week, that the cap will be at a floor of $180 million. I think it'll be around 181 in the end. Some teams are hoping 185. Uh, I think it'll be close to the 181. We'll see where it comes in. They haven't got a determination, but those millions obviously mean an extra player or two. Shefty, let's transition to Russell Wilson for a second because I'm curious with your relationship talking to Mark Rogers on the teams that were reported that he wanted to go to potentially but didn't work out in Seattle. Now you take Dallas off the board. It leaves the Bears. It leaves the Saints and the Raiders. Why give those four teams if you're probably not willing to do something like that? Why just not say, I'm not happy with where we're at, and can we work it out internally instead of positioning four teams to say, hey, I want to use these as potential targets? Well, I think what happened here is that essentially uh, Seattle didn't want to entertain the idea of talking to teams, and I think Russell was interested in seeing what was out there. And so I, I think this, in my mind, this is a way where Russell gets to send a smoke signal to a few teams. Hey, these are the teams that I'm interested in playing for. And it starts and continues the conversation that, frankly, has been going on in Seattle for a while. Just that people haven't been in tune to it. Again, there are issues between these two sides. There have been some issues between the two sides. They're starting to surface now. But it's been going on, this dance, for quite some time from both sides. And so, again, it reached a point here, I think, where uh, Russell Wilson said, I don't want to be traded. I'm not demanding to be traded. But if I were... Here are teams that would interest me because he has a no-trade clause. And if he got traded tomorrow to a team that he didn't want to go to, he could void that. Shefty, I, I, need, I need the weight of your dog in the background. Little dog, big dog, because that's one hell of a bark, man. <laughs> Not one dog, five dogs. Five, five dogs? Five dogs. What kind of dog, Shefty? I'm surprised you could hear that. I've got doors shut, and you could still hear the dogs. It's wow. barking news. I like it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the Schefter News Hounds. <laughs> it's man bites dog. Dog bites man. Either way, yeah. Adam's all over it. Adam, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Shefty. it. Key is back with us. Um, one thing we weren't going to add yet, yeah, you are back. Is that thing on? Hello. So we were going to ask Adam this, but it's a, it's a bigger conversation to be had. Tag deadline day about, you know, a little over seven hours away. Do you expect it to be busy? I mean, it really hasn't been. I've been talking so much about Dak, the oxygen for that conversation. Um, what do you expect today as we approach 4 Eastern? I think so far, what is it, three or four guys Not has a been handful, tagged, yeah. a handful of guys. And it'll probably be another handful of guys. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of teams that are out there are probably not going to franchise tag guys because maybe Shaq they Barrett, don't. Maybe. Huh? Shaq. Barrett? Yeah. I feel I, – I don't – I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if it's – I don't know if they franchise tag him because they probably can get a deal done with him opposed to Chris Godwin. I, I feel like Chris Godwin's number is lower. Now, remember, when they franchise tag you – that cap space is eaten up. Yeah. So if you do Chris Godwin, that number is about $16 million of cap space opposed to a pass rusher like Shaq Barrett, which is a little bit higher. So we'll end up seeing what happens because it's just one of those situations where, you know, it, I think we all just thought, you know, 24 hours ago, surely the next guy on that list was going to be Dak Prescott, right? I mean, that's how quickly things change in the NFL. And suddenly he goes from being locked up for one more year and another stalemate to this. If you remember prior to getting off the air, I said, by the time we get off the air, his deal will get done. We'll miss mm-hmm. it. And it got done later on. 
We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, on the way, Super Bowl or bust for Dak? We'll explain. That's our poll question. You can weigh in next at the top of the hour. 